Take your Bibles and go to Hebrews tonight. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. I've got uh, about four different passages that I want us to look at tonight. And then we are going to kind of do a little reality check. And this little reality check we're going to do, I'm not really trying to be funny. Uh, it might seem like I'm trying to be funny uh, to get a point across. And it's not funny at all. But it's one of these, you know, you can either laugh or cry when it comes to a lot of things. And I don't like crying. I prefer to laugh if I can. And so, uh, I want to try to get a point across to you tonight because I'm going to speak on a subject that many people, uh, on this specific subject and this word I'm going to use is a word that people don't like to use. It's a politically incorrect word. Uh, and that is, well, I'm not going to tell you what the word is yet. I'm going to read these passages and see if you notice a, a word or a theme that's uh, mentioned quite a bit uh, in these passages. And then I'll, I want to try to teach you some things from them tonight that I hope uh, will be a help. And especially, um, I mean, this is definitely good for all of us, but especially if you have uh, children that you're raising. And it's uh, definitely, I think, going to be a big help. So Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So that's one passage there. That's, and that's our text verse tonight that I want us to use. The, the, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. And then I'll, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 1. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 1. Now, I'm going to read to a few, I'm going to kind of talk, read some of these passages here, or to a few different groups. And this passage here is one that's for pastors. And I know y'all in here aren't pastors, but you know, hey. You never know. There might be some in here today that one of these days you will be. And so I think this can be a help. But um, first, first Peter five one six, the elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Okay, so that one, I'm kind of that one's kind of for me, I guess, for pastors. And then Ephesians chapter five. Right now, this passage here, this one is for husbands. Okay, Ephesians chapter five. I'm reading this one to husbands. It says in verse 22, "Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands." And everything, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. All right. So those first three verses, why are those are the husband. All right. I didn't say those necessarily are for the husband, but I'm reading them to the husbands. Okay. I'm reading them to them. 
Just because I want you all to know, I know what the Bible says on these subjects. But uh, now let's go to Ephesians chapter six. Now I'm talking to the children. Okay, I'm kind of talking to children here, or I guess I, you can say it, I'm talking to the parents too. In this, I want you to know Ephesians six one: Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Now, after reading these passages, anybody know what subject I'm wanting to preach on tonight? Submit. Submit. Submission to authority. Submission to authority. Okay, that is a uh, submit. Basically, submit basically means to surrender. Or to yield one's person to the power of another, or to give up resistance. And I, what I mainly want to talk to tonight about is the importance of teaching submission and teaching submission to those who are supposed to submit. Okay, to your parents to be able to teach submission to their children, and husbands to be able to teach submission to their wives. And I know that when you start hearing the word submission, a lot of times people get a bad idea, you know, and they uh, there's people out there they want to beat submission into people and you know a lot of people don't like that word, but it is a Bible word and we are supposed to people are supposed to submit. Okay? We read that verse Hebrews 13:17 which said, "Ye younger submit yourself unto the elder." And I believe it's talking about the pastor there. And but and so Yes, the Bible does teach submission. But you know what? I think we need to do a little reality check right now. Okay? And a reality check for pastors is that, and this is for myself, and that's simply that we can't make, I can't make anybody come to this church. It doesn't matter what the Bible says about submission. I can't make anybody come to this church. I can't make any of you obey the Bible. Can't do it. I can't make you do it. If people want to leave this church and go to another church, they can do it, can't they? And I can't stop them. You know what? You all tonight, you can even switch religions if you want. You can go over to the Catholic church, take their communion. You could go out, if you wanted to, you could leave this church. You could go out and lie about this church, tell everybody horrible things about this church, and you will appear to be an authority on the subject of this church because you were a member of Liberty Baptist Church at one time. And you know what else you could do? This is just reality. The church could all get together and vote me out. And you could go get a woman pastor. You know, you go get some long-haired hippie pastor. I mean, that's just the reality reality of things. Even though the Bible talks about submitting unto the elder, and even though there's a lot of other verses I could throw at you, that's the reality of where we're at today. If you all wanted to, you could get together, you could vote me out of this church. Now, does that mean it's right? Am I saying that's right and it's okay for you to do that? Absolutely not. That would be terrible if you all did that. I don't think God would be pleased one bit. But you know what? Me, Tommy McMurtry, stand here today. If you all decided you wanted to do that, I can't stop you. I can't force you to not do to not do those things. And so, hopefully, I can teach you all submission in the biblical term when it comes to that. That way, those things won't happen. 
That way, you know, hopefully, if I'm able to teach you submission, I'll be able to continue to preach what the Bible has to say. And I'm not going to be getting thrown out of here because you all have chosen to submit. We'll talk about that a little more. But also, reality check for husbands. Did you know you're today, okay, in America, according to with American laws, okay, that your wife doesn't have to listen to you. She doesn't. She could leave you at any time, probably take the kids, and a judge will probably still make you take pay child support and alimony. And you know what? After she divorces you, if she wanted, she could probably remarry somebody else, somebody probably better looking and with more money. That's America. They can do that. And you know what? You can stand there and you can take your Bible and you can preach to her all the verses in the Bible against divorce and being faithful to your husband. And you know what? She doesn't have to listen. You can go to the judge in court when she's trying to divorce you and say, Judge, you can't let her divorce me because the Bible says. And that judge is going to say, who cares? (laughs) He might be a little nicer about it, but it doesn't matter. That's the world that we live in today. I mean, you know, my wife, if she wanted to, she could probably murder me and get away with it. All she'd have to do, my husband made me go to church every week. He made me wear skirts. He made me, you know, you know, act like a lady and you know wouldn't let me, you know, go out and get a job and you know act like a man and you know, I mean not guilty. <laughs> you know, justifiable homicide. It's, it's that, that kind of things happen. That's the country that we live in. I'm not saying that's right, but that is the case. And hopefully I can teach submission because you're going to see when it comes to submission, you you can't necessarily, you can't really make somebody submit. It is a choice. And also, just a reality check for parents. If your when your children turn 18, they can leave home if they want, and you can't stop them. Your daughter, if she wanted to, when she turns 18, she can go out and shack up with a bum. She could go out and have five different kids with five different guys. And your son, if he wanted to, he could decide to go and become a cross-dresser. <laughs> he could do it. You could kick him out of your house. And you know what? He could probably take you to court. And he could probably sue you to pay for his college tuition. All you'd have to do is say, my dad was going to pay for my college, but you know what? I was meant to be a girl. And my dad's a bigot. My dad's a homophobe or whatever. And he's not paying for my college just because he's a bigot. And you know what? A judge would probably make you still pay for his college. Even if he did that. That's the country that we live in today. And then, all I mean, in fact... If you use biblical discipline on your children before they turn 18, they could call DCFS sometime. And they could turn you in. And you could get arrested. I mean, that's the reality of the world that we live in today. I sure hope none of my kids do that. But that, according to the law in America today and the way things work in this country, that could happen. Your, your son... I'm going to say your son. I just I can't even bring myself to say my son. <laughs> even though it may, my my son, after he turns 18, he could go out and marry a guy in this country. I mean, we live in a messed up country, folks. It's goofed up. We don't have laws protecting us that force people or make people do right anymore. We really don't. 
people can do some crazy, goofed up, messed up things. And you know, we could stand there and we can wave the Bible around all we want. We can quote Scriptures all we want. But the reality is we can't make people do things anymore. Maybe a hundred years ago they were able to. Maybe a hundred years ago if that wife didn't have a good reason to leave her husband, a judge wouldn't allow a divorce or wouldn't grant a divorce and she'd be, you know, she'd have to stay with the husband. But that's not the case today. We live in a different world. We live in a messed up world and we've got to understand what we're living in because it's like many people today that are, you know, that are raising children and that have marriages and things. They think that just because the Bible says you shouldn't get divorced. It's like they think they can use that and they can make their wife stay with them you know, no matter how crummy of a husband they are. They think they can force... And you can't force people. And many parents today, they think just because maybe they have a Bible verse that supports something, they can force their children to submit to them and force their children to obey them until they're 30 years old. And the truth is, while maybe they should submit to you, and while they should listen to you, you can't make them in this world and what's going to happen one of these days. Okay, you can pull them out of everything. You can keep the TV out of your house. I mean, you can, you can homeschool them. You can protect them all you want. But one of these days, they're going to figure out that they don't have to listen to you anymore. They're going to figure out that, hey, I'm old enough now and legally my parents can't make me do anything anymore. And if you haven't taught them a few things, they just might end up Going off and doing something really stupid and really wacky. And I don't want that. I don't want that for my kids for sure. And so, what, what do we do? What do we do to stop that? You know, what are you going to do to stop your daughter from going and shacking up with a bum? Once she turns 18, she can do it if she wants. And you can, you can read every verse in the Bible to her on fornication, and it probably, it probably won't matter to her. We can't make people do anything. So go to Deuteronomy chapter six and verse six. What do we what do we do to stop this from happening? How do we teach submission? Because you know, I said you can, you know, now I mean, you can twist their arm for a while. You if you want to, you know, you can you can you know you can hurt them, you can abuse them, you can tie them up in a basement and you know beat them with a whip or whatever, and they'll listen to you and they'll submit to you for a while. But one of these days they're going to figure out, hey, there's people out there that will help people in my situation. And they will they will escape. And they will do their own thing and they will hate you forever. And I'm not saying you should ever do that. You definitely shouldn't. But so we you can't make somebody submit. They have to choose to submit. And we'll see that. But first thing you have to do is we need if you're going to get them to do the right thing, if you're going to teach them submission, you first have to teach them that they do have a choice. Okay? They do have a choice. Deuteronomy chapter six and verse six says And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee a land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities that thou buildest not. And he goes on with all the blessings. You'll be aware lest ye forget. And God was telling them, you need to teach your children the Bible. You've got to teach them these things. You need to talk about it with them. You don't just tell them what it is. A lot of parents are real good at giving out the commands. Okay? You know, 
they're, you know, you can, you can scream the Ten Commandments at them. Okay? And they can have the Ten Commandments memorized. But you need to not just give out the commands. You need to teach them things. You need to help them to understand why the Word of God is right and why they need to follow the Word of God. You need, there needs to be some communication. You need to talk with them. Okay? Not just talk to them. You need to talk with them. You need to try to, you know, to get their heart. Find out what's going on. And, cause here's the thing. We believe that people have to choose to accept Christ as their Savior, right? And that God's always given man a choice going back as far as the Garden of Eden. But yet, when it comes to our children, we try to create this illusion that they have no choice. And eventually, they're going to figure out that they do have a choice. God, when He put man and woman in the Garden of Eden, immediately He gave them a choice. Tree in the midst of the garden. Okay, Don't eat it. If you do, you're surely not. People ask the question all the time. Why did God even put that tree there? He was giving them a choice, wasn't He? And unfortunately, they chose wrong, but they and He gave them a choice, didn't He? And you know what? Everybody ought to get saved, shouldn't they? Everybody should get saved. But does everybody get saved? No. Why? Because God's given a choice. And God doesn't make people get saved. He gives them a, He gives them a choice. And just because there's a choice doesn't mean either one's a good choice. Okay? Adam and Eve made a bad choice, didn't they? Everybody who rejects Christ makes a bad choice. But either way you look at it, they have a choice. Okay? You all could choose to leave this church. I think that would be a bad choice. But you know what? The choice is still there, isn't it? You still have a choice. And you can do this. And I can't stop you. God didn't stop Adam and Eve from eating that fruit. God didn't show up and slap Eve's hand away and say, you know, thou shalt not do that. He didn't, he didn't do that. He let her do it. And she had to pay the consequences for it. And we got to understand when it comes to our children, we can try to create this illusion that you have no choice. You have to listen to me. Forever. I can, I can teach my kids that. I can, you know, if I had started from a young age, hey, you kids are under my authority until I'm dead. I, I could have tried to teach them that. And it would have worked for a while, but eventually they'd have figured it out. Dad can't make me do anything forever. You know, right now I'm bigger than them. I'm stronger than them. I had all four of them down on the ground the other day. They couldn't take me down. I, I, you know, I can, I can rule over them with an iron fist right now. But you know what? One of these days, Tommy, he's probably going to be taller than me here pretty soon. I mean, he's, he's, he's growing pretty fast. One of these days, they'll be able to take me. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully they would never do that. I can't, you know, I can't imagine ever beating up my dad. But you know what? That's, that's a choice too. That's a mission. And, but one of the, if I tried to keep ruling over them with an iron fist, if they're 30 years old living in my house, Dad, I saw a girl, I'd like to get married eventually and start my own. No! you got to stay home with me because I need somebody to mow my grass. You need to submit to me. And I don't let them do anything. Pretty soon they're going to figure out, he can't make me stay here anymore. I'm out of here. It's like the big bully you know, at school that a lot of times he's good at being intimidating and getting kids to submit to him. But then finally, one kid just says, you know what, I've had enough. And he goes and finds out that bully's not that tough and he takes care of him. And people are going to figure it out eventually and that's why you just go ahead and from the beginning you teach them. But you know what, kids? Hey, one of these days, you're not going to have to listen to Dad anymore. 
one of these days legally, when you turn 18, you can leave. You can go become a druggy hippie. You know, you could go and you know go be hitchhiking across the country. And I mean, you can if you wanted, you can go to Colorado and smoke pot legally and become a stoner hippie pothead and bearish your head and break my heart and you you could do that if you wanted to in this country but you shouldn't and you know what when you get to that age you need to understand how important it is that you make the right choice and that even though you're 18 and you don't have to listen to your dad that you know what just because you're 18 doesn't mean you should necessarily move out right away doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to what I have to say. It doesn't mean you should you don't you shouldn't follow my advice. You know, just because you're 21 now, and just because maybe you found this girl and you like her, doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to my counsel. And if I say she's bad news, you need to stay away from her. Listen, I can't make them do that, but they should still submit and listen. And I've got to try to teach them how important it is that they continue to submit, that they continue to listen when they don't have to. And it's like some parents out there, they just want to rule with the iron fist and they want to try to fool their kids into thinking they have to submit to them. They have to listen to them for the rest of their life or what seems like the rest of the life for these kids. And the truth is, they do have a choice whether you like it or not. And so you need to teach them, you better make the right choice. That's what, and you better you better have their heart. You better train them in the right way because that's just the way it is. They do have a choice. We've got to admit to ourselves that it's their choice, and encourage them to make the right one. You know, as a pastor, I've got to do that. You know, there's things that I'm going to preach and I'm going to teach that the Bible says, and hopefully, people will listen and they'll follow the word of God. And they'll make the right choices, but I can't make anybody do that. Remember Joshua in Joshua chapter 24, he's talking to the children of Israel, and he says, Now if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether it be the gods which your fathers served, which were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the, of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what he did? He told him, You need to choose. I don't think Joshua wanted to mess around with making everybody do things. And I'm going to tell you right now, maybe I'm just not a very good pastor, maybe I'm just a lazy pastor, but I don't have time to go around making people in church do stuff. You know, I don't go around dragging people into church. I don't give wake up calls to people on Sunday mornings so they'll get to church on time. I don't I don't do that. Okay? I encourage people to go to church and I'll I visit folks and stuff and but I'm not going to make anybody do it. I'm not going to go out there and try to scare them into it. They they need to do it themselves. They need they need to make the right choice themselves, and they should choose to be here. But what am I what am I going to do? Say you're just lazy. Oh, okay, fine. I'm lazy. Maybe Joshua was lazy when he didn't make all of them and he gave them a choice. Because the truth is, they have a choice. I can't make them. If I go over to people's house and I start twisting their arms and throwing buckets of water on them so they'll wake up and all that, they could call the cops on me if they want and I'm going to go to jail. That's our country that we live in. They don't think it's as important for you to go to jail. I think everybody ought to go to church. But if I go over to the neighbor's house and I try dragging them out of their house and getting them over here, I'm going to go to jail in this country. Can't make them do it. 
And you just and as a parent, you've got to understand that too. When it comes to your children, they're going to come to an age where they should submit to you, but they don't have to. And you just got to hope and pray they make the right choice. And so you better be training them. You better teach them why. You know, Dad, why why can't I marry this guy? Cause I said so. Well, yeah, they should listen because you said so. But someday they're not going to have to listen because you said so. So yeah, they might need just a little bit more than that. You might need to do a little bit of homework. You might need to do some. You know, you might need to do some talking with you. You might have to turn off the TV and explain a few things to them. You might have to share some scriptures and spend some time. You might need to take them out for breakfast and just have a good heart-to-heart talk sometime because you can't make them. And I, I, I wish you could. I wish I could make. I wish I could do that. I wish, you know, parents in this country, you know, we had the right to, you know, I guess get restraining orders and everybody we wanted for our kids. But once they turn 18 and they're on their own, I can't do that. You know, judge, this guy's a bum. He's a deadbeat, a loser. I don't want him anywhere near my daughter. Restraining They won't let me do that. And that is, that's the reality. Of where we are in this country today, so we've got to set that. We've got to make sure we set an example. Don't just tell them what's right; show them what's right. And here's the other big thing too: when it comes to setting the example, don't just submit when you want to, only for the things that you like. Okay. Now, a lot of parents are real good at that. The things that they like in the Bible, or maybe the things that they like that's preached in church, well, they submit to those things. They love those things. You know, they they love hearing that. You know, they'll hear the pastor. He'll get up and he'll preach on you know, children obey your parents to the Lord. Amen. That's right, preacher. You preach it. You give it to them. You know, you you tell them how it is. But then when that preacher gets up and he's preaching on the parents' sin, they go and they have roast preacher for supper. I can't believe that preacher said that. I can't. He got out of line. You know, mom, dad, he used fourteen verses for you know that what subject he was preaching about tonight. He used one for the children to obey your parents, and you were speaking in tongues after he said that. <laughs> but you know, and if you do that, they will submit to the things that they like, and not submit to the things they don't like. And you know what? Most people after they turn eighteen don't like listening to their parents anymore. And the truth is, they don't even really like it a whole lot when they're nine months old. Proof of that's in the nursery. <laughs> they don't like it that much. And so you're going to have to set the example. And yeah, you know, that yeah, that preacher, man, when he preached that, it was true. That's in the Bible. You know, we need to submit. Not because the preacher's making us. Preacher can't, but just because we are, we are choosing, we are surrendering to God. I surrender. I'm not going to fight it anymore. And you know what? If you do that in your life across the board, one of these days when you tell your children to do something or not to do something that they don't want to, maybe they'll do the same thing and say, "I don't like this either." But you know, that's kind of worked for them. That's just the way I've been raised, the way they've grown up. It's what they've seen all their life. They submit even when they don't like it, and maybe they'll do the same thing. I don't know. Said, I hope my I hope my kids would. I hope your kids would. We can't make them, but one thing I can do is it can. It'll definitely help if I set the example. And that's what Joshua did. As for me and my house, 
We will serve the Lord. He was he was going to set an example for him, and he did set an example for him. So you're going to have to teach them the benefits of making the right choice, and teach them the dangers that come from making the wrong choice. Go to Deuter or uh, Numbers, Numbers chapter 32, in verse 20. Numbers 32 and verse 20. It says, Moses said to them, If ye will do this thing, if ye will go armed before the Lord to war, and will go all of your armed over Jordan before the Lord until he hath driven out his enemies from before him, and the land be subdued before the Lord, then afterward ye shall return and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord." But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Be sure your sin will find you out. God gave them a choice. Hey, you can go over Jordan, and if you do, hey, you'll be blessed. The Lord will give you victory. And you remember the story too. They didn't go over Jordan. They ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years as a result of it. And... Just like God said, if you don't, your sin will find you out. And so you've got to teach your children that, hey, listen, this is what this is what you should do. When you get to that age when you're legally don't have to listen to mom and dad anymore, you you should keep it up. That's a very crucial age when you're when you're there. I mean, you're you're still young. You still don't know a whole lot. You don't have a whole lot of life experience. You should still submit to the authority of mom and dad. Well, for how long? Well, you know, the Bible says in Genesis, way back in Genesis, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they two shall be one flesh. What's the cause of leaving the father and mother? Cleave unto his wife? Until you get married? I think that's pretty good, you know, rule of thumb. Once you become a head of a family, until then, you should submit to the head of the family that you're in. Oh, what if I don't get married though? You know, I'm 22. Just, I'm not saying you gotta, you know, live with them forever. But you know what? I mean, you know, talk if you're 23, 24, and you know you're wanting to get your own place or whatever. You know, you can talk to your parents about that kind of thing. By the time you're 23, 24, they're probably going to want you out of the house. So, I mean, you'll probably be okay. You know, at least until you're, you know, you're the head of your own household, even if it's just you that you're ruling over. But you know, there's no big hurry. There shouldn't be a great big hurry to get out from under the authority of your parents. There, there's no hurry. There's nothing wrong with being there. That first verse we read about submitting to the elder, and it said, "Yea, all of you be subject one to another." To be subject means be under someone and be clothed with humility. Yeah, it's humbling. If you know, if you're still submitting to your parents when you're 21 years old, when all your other 21 year old buddies are doing whatever they want to do, and you're not doing it, that's humbling. But you know what? When you humble yourself, God will eventually exalt you. The Bible says there are great blessings that come with humbling yourself and submitting to your parents in your 20s is very humbling. And in this day and age, it's it's humbling if you're submitting to your parents at 16. You're supposed to be sowing your wild oats. You're supposed to be, you know, just doing whatever. That's that's humbling, but you you should do it. You humble yourself, 
and you listen to your parents, yeah, that's going to be embarrassing. Hey, I thought you were going to do this. Now, my mom and dad said I shouldn't. You're going to get laughed at. You're going to get made fun of. That's humbling. But guess what? You get humbled, God's going to exalt you later. When your friends that went and did whatever are all going to jail and getting in trouble and their lives are ruined because of it, and God's blessing your life, you're going to be exalted and they're going to be humbled. When they're getting carted off to the pokey, you know, and you're going to the marriage altar pure, you're going to be exalted, they're going to be humbled. And that's why you just, it's it's not easy, it's not fun. And you know, people People don't like it. They don't like that word submission, but it is a good thing. I know women these days submit to my husband. Some stupid actress in Hollywood said something I just heard about recently. She was talking about how she enjoys serving her husband. And the feminist just went crazy. I mean, how dare you know she say that? I mean, I can't believe she thinks she's you know subservient to her husband. I mean, how dare she say that? And you know what? You'll get made fun of. You'll get humbled, wives, if you say, "I'm going to submit to my husband." Oh, really? You know, I mean, you know, you think he's your authority? Yeah. And the truth is, you don't have to, you don't have to listen. My wife doesn't have doesn't have to listen. I know that. Okay, but I'm thankful that she does sometimes. No. <laughs> I'm thankful. For, I'm thankful for that. And so you've got to teach the benefits of making the right choice and the dangers of making the wrong choice. Teach them why you do what you do. It's, you know, kids are dumb sometimes, you know. Dad, you know, why can't we, you know, why do we have to go to school? Okay? Well, you know, you know all the dummies that didn't go to school and whose lives stink. You know, Dad, why can't we go to this party and do whatever we want with our friends? Well, you know why? Because you don't want them to turn out like the other, you know, drug, you know, druggy potheads, you know, losers that can't keep a job. You don't want them turning out like that. And you know what goes on. You you know they shouldn't do that. And you know, just teach them. Oh, well, that's judgmental. You know, maybe it is. But you know, I teach my kids that. I I'll point it out. You know, not people in the church and stuff. You know, people out there in the world we know. You know, hey, <laughs> you see that person. Why their life stinks. You see that guy walking down the alley that looks like a zombie and is walking like a zombie and acts like the zombie. You know why he's doing that? Because he's a drunk. You don't want to be a drunk. Drunk lives stink. You know, you see that guy that's all crazy, scary looking with all the tattoos that looks like, you know, he's on drugs with a bloodshot eye. It's because he's a druggie. That's why you don't do drugs. I point that stuff out. You see that guy that's got that hideous, ugly, nasty wife that's wearing pajamas in public that looks like she really, literally just rolled out of bed. You know why? You know why that he's stuck with a woman like that? He's a sorry husband <laughs> because you know he, he has he's not you know he he married a horrible wife. He made the wrong choice. I guarantee he didn't listen to his his parents, and I guarantee he probably deserves her because he's a scumbag himself. And you just got to teach people bad choices lead to bad places. And then hopefully, I said, "Man, I don't want, I don't want to end up there." And hopefully, they will choose to submit. And so, if you're going to do that, here and here's the big thing: you're going to have to try to live a life that they would want for themselves. Because you know what? Many times, children end up doing they try being opposite everything that their parents were. And you know, and I've known many people that went to churches and that. When church was going on, 
and you know they they knew how to put on the show and play the part. But you know what? They were miserable people. They were mean people. Just I mean, you know, ugly to other everyone. And you know the kids didn't want to have anything to do with it. I don't want to have any part part in that. And you know, and those parents too, they all love the, the they all love the preaching about kids to submitting to their parents. They love that stuff, and they they yell that stuff and scream that stuff at their kids. There's husbands out there, you know, they yell that and scream that at their wives. But you know, they're figuring it out that they don't have to listen. Listen, you know, the wives if they if if they want, they can go get on Facebook. And they could go on there, and they can talk, they can talk about what a horrible husband you are. And they, my husband, made me go to church tonight. And you'll get a hundred women on there that'll tell you, "You poor thing, you know, you just stand strong, you know, you go, girl, you be strong, you don't have to listen to him, you do their own thing, you follow your heart, you be yourself." And boy, I mean, you'll you'll get praised so much, and they'll they'll butter you up so much. Hey, you know, he's not. T- hey, we'll we'll take you, and you know, we'll support you. I mean, there's so many groups out there, you know, that are, that are supporting these you know battered women and stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, they really got battered. You know, their husband made him go to church. You know, they're <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. And I'm telling you, if people are going to listen, if your children are going to listen, if they're going to submit, you're going to have to try to live a life they want for themselves. And if you're miserable. Then they're probably not going to want to do that. They're probably not going to want to listen to you. Nobody wants to listen to angry people. You know, the Bible says you know not to uh, you make friendship with an angry man, lest you learn his ways. And if you're angry all the time, if you're mad, if you're miserable, they're not going to want that. Everybody wants to be happy, but not everybody knows how to find happiness. And unfortunately, some of the strictest Christians are some of the most miserable people you'll ever meet. I mean, the most strictly dressed people are some of the just the. I talked about this morning. They're just some of the meanest people. I mean, women. I mean, they'll they'll wear skirts down to their ankles, and they're meaner than junkyard dogs. I mean, they're mean and cruel, and just they're unhappy. They're they're vicious. They backbite. They gossip, and they wonder why their girls don't want to dress like them when they're older. Because they don't want to be anything like them. Because their mom was miserable. Their mom was mean. And they don't want to have anything to do with that. And you know, the truth is that in today's environment, I'm not and I'm not saying anything that's going on in this country is good along these lines, okay? It it's bad. Right? This country is going downhill fast. Okay? But the, the truth is in today's environment, it's easier to tell where you stand in your relationships with people. It really is. Since there's no laws that can make people do the right thing, well, then we can be sure that when people are doing the right thing, they're doing it for the right reason. There's no law making people go to church. And there shouldn't be. And so that means everybody that's in church today is here because they want to. Okay? I, you know, And... You know, I'm glad I didn't have to twist your arm. You know, my wife, she's here. You know, she's still with me because she wants to be. I'm glad. And you know, it's one of my greatest hopes that she'll stay with me forever. But she can leave at any time. 
And it's also one of my greatest hopes and be one of my greatest joys to see my children continue to do right after they've grown and out of the, after they're out of the house. In Third John chapter or one verse four says, "I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth." And boy, I mean that that would be my greatest joy for my children to continue doing the right thing after they're grown and out of my house. And so if that, if I want any hope of that, I need to teach them what submission really is. I've got to teach them the importance of that. I can't just command it. That'll work for a little while, but in in the reality of where we're at today, we can't make anybody do anything. Try it. You try it. When your daughter turns 18, she goes and shacks up with a bum. You go ahead. You go over and kidnap her and bring her back to your house and lock her up in your room. And watch how fast she calls the police and watch how fast they throw you in jail. The law is not on our side in a lot of these cases. And so, if we would, and I think if people would recognize that, I really think that there's a lot of Christian people today that they live in this fantasy world and think just because they have a Bible verse on something, they're going to be able to make their children, make their wife, there's pastors. It's like they think they're going to be able to make their people do things just because they have a Bible verse. And the truth is, if you have a Bible verse, they should do those things. But you can't make them. And so. Hopefully, you can teach them submission, which like I said at the beginning, it means to surrender or to yield one's person to the power of another. So if you yield your power to somebody else, okay, it, you're basically, basically what, I mean, that's, you're, you're giving up resistance, okay? That's what the definition, to give up resistance. If you're giving up resistance to, you know, and to be in submission under their authority, what do you have to do to get out of their authority? Resist, right? You, you can walk away from it at any time. And so, and, and to tell you the truth, I like the fact that you know I, I feel better when I feel like I'm doing something because I want to do it. And I mean, I pass through Liberty Baptist Church because I want to. I don't, I don't feel like I have to. I, I really don't. I want to do it. I, I like having that. I like having that choice. That's why. That's why I hate debt. You know, I like to think that you know, if I want to just, you know, if I want to quit paying for my cell phone, I could quit right now. They'll turn my cell phone off pretty soon, but hey, that's fine. I could quit. That's why I hate contracts. Oh, I have to use you for two years. I don't want to use it for two years. That's why I don't have an internet service at my house yet. Because all there is is crummy satellite internet. It's not that good. And I have to use it for two years. I want to be able to walk away whenever I want. I like freedom. I like to feel like I have a choice. That if something better comes along, I can choose that immediately. I like that feeling. I want that feeling. And the truth is, even in things where people shouldn't make wrong choices, even in choices where they should listen and do something else, People don't ever have to submit. It's a choice that they make. They could stop making that. They could change that to something else at any time. Hopefully they won't. But the truth is, it's up to them. And no matter, and no matter what I do, I can only make my kids 
listen and submit for so long. And one of these days, it's going to be up to them and it's going to be out of my hands. And so hopefully, in the meantime, I can teach them these things and they'll make the right choice. And if they do, there'll be great joy that comes from that. You know, I'm glad that you know my wife, she's stayed with me for 14 years in April, right? Yeah, 14 years, almost 14 years. I had to think about it for a second. 14 years in April. You know, I'm glad I've never had to go in and say, listen, if you ever try to leave me, I'm killing all the kids. Now, that, way, that way she won't leave. Okay. Now, she might stay with me if I could convince her I would do that. She might not ever leave me. But would that be as fun of a marriage for me to know that I've always got to hold that over my wife's head? Every time she starts getting out of line... I just kind of have to look at one of the kids. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible? I mean, that would be miserable for her. And it would stink pretty bad for me too. I would rather her want to do it. And I think some people, they're fine, they're fine with doing the threats and you know holding the knife to people's back. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, if if you all leave the church, I would be brokenhearted. But you know, if you do, I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to put an ad in the paper. You know, saying you know nobody speak to the Menezes, they're bad people. I, you know, doing expose. I'm not going to go calling up any church that you try going to and say, watch out for those folks. They're bad news. You know, they're they're unloyal. They are they left. I, I'm not going to do that. I don't have I don't have I don't have that kind of time to do that kind of stuff. If you don't want to be here, as much as I want you here, I guess I'd rather you not be here. I, I want you to want to be here. And I think God, He wants us to want to obey Him. Sometimes we need to, even when we don't want to obey Him. But I think, I think God gets more joy when we do it because we want to. When we submit. When we surrender. When we yield. And so I hope you'll do that and I hope we can pass that on to that next generation. And those of you in the younger generation that are still under the authority, yeah, it's humbling. I know it. But you know what? Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. So with that, let's all stand together with the heads bowed and eyes closed.